Hey, what's up? It's DeHuff. It's another episode of DeHuff Uncensored. I hope you're having a great day. Got a lot to get to. Can't wait. My voice just cracked. That's funny. <laughs> I, I'm going through puberty. Don't mind me, folks. Uh, anyway, real quick, if you haven't done so already, hit that subscribe button wherever you're listening. And don't forget, today's episode, it's presented to you by Sugar Fire in Westminster, as well as Superbook Sports Colorado. Like I said, a ton of just great headlines to get into. Can't wait. As I'm recording this, this is Labor Day. So some of you are off work. But if you're like me, uh, you have to work. You still got to grind. I've, I've already talked to a few people this morning that are just, hey, they're, they're just grinding. They don't care. It's just another day, another day to earn some money. So that's, uh, that's the way I, I guess I got to look at it. Just ri- rise and grind. I had a great weekend real quick. I told you that I was having having some friends over. And my buddy came over. And he's kind of like a beer snob. Let's be honest, Grant. You are. But, like, he knows all about beer. And I go to the liquor store. And I'm like, I don't know what to get. I don't drink very often. If I do, it's whiskey. And that I'm, I'm pretty good at picking out good stuff like that. Anyway, so I pick out some beer. I like sours lately. I've, I've had a few sours, and I'm like, yeah, that's good. I'll get one of those, blah, 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 and some of these, these, these. Then he comes over with his family. Next thing I know, I'm like eight beers in, not even thinking anything of it because it was just kind of a long day. And then I'm like, uh-oh, uh-oh. <laughs> I have gone way too far. Long and short of it, yeah, I was a little tipsy, beyond tipsy. Then I later, the next day, after a rough night of me um, praising the porcelain god, I, uh, I I looked at one of the cans of the sours, and I didn't realize all the other beer was like four and a half, maybe five percent. That stuff was nine and a half, and I'm like, ah, I'm the only one that drank that stuff, and I drank four of the six pack of those, and I'm like, ah. So anyway, I had a rough rough night that night but that being said leading up to it it was great everything was fine we made pizza on the grill kids all had a blast i just ended up you know not realizing what did i do what have i done that's what i was thinking (laughs) i don't know if you've ever done that and like i'm like oh shit what the hell i felt like i i i haven't felt so shameful in in such a long time You'd think it'd be more of an occurrence, but it's not. Uh, so that that was horrible. <laughs> I was so mad at myself. Like, how do you not read the percentage? I was just so consumed with making sure I got beer that was good. I didn't bother to look at what the percentage was. And then he didn't end up drinking any of the sours. I drank all the sours and just, I'm a lightweight. I can't handle it. Anyway, so make sure you drink responsibly really is what I'm getting at right now. Drink responsibly and, you know, know when to say when because I apparently didn't. But you know what I do know how to do? Jump into some headlines. Let's go! Let's go! And now, here are the headlines. (laughs) I saw this and I'm like, no freaking way this happened. It almost seems fake because if this happened to me, I'd be like, 
no, this is not happening. An Air Canada traveler said two passengers were kicked off a plane for complaining about their seats. Now, according to the third wheel of this story, the one that's actually, you know, this, you know, spewing all the information, it's just some other uh, flyer. Susan Benson told news outlets that the passengers boarded the flight to find that their seats were covered in vomit. Benson said after the passengers complained, because who wouldn't complain? It's vomit. I don't want to sit on that. Don't even want to sit near that. After the passengers complained, security boarded the plane and then escorted them off. Now, to give a little bit more detail on it, she said Air Canada attempted a quick cleanup before boarding, but clearly wasn't able to do a thorough clean. They placed coffee grinds in the seat pouch and sprayed perfume to mask the smell. <laughs> that kind of reminds me of like when I was in like sixth grade. You do a horrible job like trying to make yourself presentable. I remember I tried to put, I like the smell of this underarm deodorant that was an antiperspirant, so it's the white stuff. And I remember I put it on like my neck and some of my face and went to school. And one of my friends is just like, what's all over your face? And I'm like, what are you talking about? Nothing's on my face. Did you try to put deodorant or something on your face? <laughs> no. No, I didn't. Then I go to the bathroom, and sure enough, it's like all these streaks of white stuff all over my face and my neck. That's like a child's way of trying to deal with, I probably didn't shower or something that day, too. And I'm like, this will help <laughs> everything. It's kind of like these airline uh, attendants where they're just like, we'll just put coffee grinds in the seat pouch and then spray it with somebody's perfume. It smells like grandma <laughs> woke up, got her morning coffee, and then just fucking puked all over the, the seats. That's what it smells like. My God. The flight attendant was very apologetic, but explained that the flight was full and there was nothing they could do. The passengers said they couldn't possibly be expected to sit and vomit for five hours. 30 minutes would be awful, too. Like, a minute. I'm sorry. I shouldn't even say 30 minutes. For one second, it's unacceptable to, to say, you got to sit and, and puke. Benson said that the flight attendant returned with a supervisor who told the passengers the same thing. The flight was full, and they had nowhere else to sit. Eventually, the employees gave them blankets to sit on and more wipes to, to clean the seats. Here's some wet naps. Here you go. Have at it. Thanks, guys. What do you say? Like, they haven't departed yet. you telling me that somebody doesn't have, like, a, a carpet cleaner or something like that? My God. Maybe it's because I'm, I'm a parent. I've had plenty of times where I've had to clean up puke, pee, you name it. As a pet owner, pick up poo. Like, I've had to deal with a lot of stuff. It's not that hard if you're prepared. So how, how do uh, planes not have that when people get sick all the time on planes? So after they were all set in, settled in, they're sitting on their freaking blankets that I'm sure still smelled like puke. The pilot came down the aisle 
and very calmly knelt down and told the two ladies that they had two choices. Boy, do you not imagine this pilot sitting down or walking down all calm and collected, having a cig hanging out the side of his mouth, just total like prick walkover. And then he's like, you could leave the plane on your own accord and organize flights on your own dime. Or you could be escorted off the plane by security and placed on the no-fly list? Are you kidding me? And he said that's because they were so rude to the flight attendant. This seems so ridiculous. I can't wait for more information to come out on this because it seems so far-fetched that they didn't clean it properly and they couldn't try to clean it better and that they didn't go, you know what, this is ridiculous. You shouldn't have to sit on vomit. We're going to do something about it. We're going to make sure you get refunded and all this. Something will help you organize your flights. Something like this. If this comes out to be 100% true and that's how Air Canada Handled it? That's ridiculous. Ridiculous. This day and age, especially, where news can fly so quickly? My goodness. Bad look on Air Canada. I thought Canadians were supposed to be nice. Bull crap. My goodness. That's some jerk stuff. (laughs) That's some jerk stuff. This is a nice thing, I guess. Adam Driver, the, the... actor he played one of the guy i don't i don't know star wars he played one of the guys the guys in star wars <laughs> one of the guys there's like a, a million fucking people that played uh that had roles in star wars anyway he had a lightsaber <laughs> that means nothing it means nothing and and all you star wars people out there would be like no it's uh this guy Blah! Darn you to have my blood is boiling. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. Go cry into your R2D2 pillow, okay? Scream into that. <laughs> anyway, Adam Driver was brought to tears after he received a seven minute standing ovation for his new movie, Ferrari. After a minute, don't you think that's a tad ridiculous? Nobody wants to be the first person to stop in that situation because if you do, you're just the jerk that stopped the tribute. Right? I just can't imagine, like, it. Uh, don't you think, like, you're you're giving him a standing ovation and right around a minute, don't you feel like, You'd be looking around and be like, when are we stopping? Should we stop now? Like, if I'm there with, like, you guys, I'm going to be like, hey, should we stop? And you're like, I don't know. And then, like, maybe we stop and then everybody else just starts clapping harder because they got to make up for, you know, our lack of, you know, empathy for this guy's struggles as an actor. Come on. That just seems ridiculous. Seven minutes. Seven minutes. Now, that being said, I respect everything he's done and what he continues to do. Amazing actor. Couldn't tell you any of his character names, <laughs> clearly. Ky- Kylo Ren? Is that what it is? And the only reason I remember that is from an SNL skit. 
anyway, so I, I I think that's that's cool, and it would be hard. I, I just imagine if you were in your work environment, and somebody in the industry presents you with an award, and everybody is so just taken with like how good you are at your job that they don't stop clapping for seven minutes. And what do you feel like as the person receiving that standing ovation? You're just like, this is great. Oh, man. Is he crying because he just wants the shit to stop? <laughs> Listen, I got a burger on my table, and I it's getting cold. <laughs> it's just, you know, the fries just aren't as good if they sit there for seven minutes. Come on. They're getting cold. You don't like cold French fries. What am I, an animal? No. But that that would be amazing to receive that. And I would expect that exact same treatment if I ever win something and you're in the audience. I don't care if everybody else stops clapping. You continue for seven minutes. <laughs> oh, my God, that would be hilarious. I would probably pee myself on the stand if... If I win an award for whatever, whatever it is, I don't know, uh, podcast of the year. Sure, I'm sure it's going to happen. I'm sure it is. But you're there. You're there in the audience. I win the award. I stand up there. Everybody claps for like, you know, say 20 seconds or whatever it is. But then everybody stops. But then there's you. <laughs> Still going. <laughs> Woo! Yeah! If you could do that, like, are you the dick or are they the dicks for not continuing the clap? Okay. Thank you. I expect that. Listen, I expect it. <laughs> if you're in the audience, if I ever win an award, I expect you to do that, but I will do the same thing for you. Okay. It's a deal. We have a pact like blood. We're blood brothers or blood sisters. What a, whoever's listening. Okay. We'll do that. I'll do that for you. You do that for me. Deal? Deal. <laughs> that would be so awesome. I I saw this, and at first I was like, is this CGI? Because it's really hard to trust anything you see on the internet nowadays. I posted this video on my social media channels, and it's a little shocking. In fact, I had a couple people go, that, that this can't be real. People were running at bears, like a, a baby bear, a couple baby bears and their mom up in Yellowstone National Park. And they were obviously trying to get their picture taken. I'm going to play some audio from ABC News and they'll kind of uh, recap the whole thing. Well, here's another reminder to respect the space of wild animals. Yeah, take a look here. A tourist from South Carolina caught a group of people running towards a mama black bear with two cubs at Yellowstone National Park. They're like at a full sprint there. The video shows the bears ignoring traffic until several people run along the road. The bears take off as the group approaches. A park ranger arrived later and ordered everyone to back to their vehicles. Rangers advised visit visitors to keep at least 100 yards away from wildlife and never approach them for pictures. It's Someone has a baby, a child. What, what are they doing? There's a child full in someone's sprint, arms. What are they doing? Full smiles. They, it's not okay. Yeah, and when you watch the video, again, at DeHuff Podcast, you're going to see what I'm talking about and what they're talking about. Full sprint. Full sprint. Like, 
that's why I thought it was fake because at first I'm like, it looks like they're running away from like a burning building because they're just running so hard. And like they said at the end of that, one of the individuals is holding a child who's probably, you know, it's kind of hard to tell, but maybe like five or six, maybe younger. I don't know. But they're going full sprint towards the Bears. One holding a child just so they can get a stupid picture of it and post it on their their Instagram or wherever they want to post it. I hate people sometimes, okay? I do. When you when we do stuff like this, it's a bad look. And I don't think there would be anybody that would sympathize with you if you got your arm ripped off by one of those bears or the bear's mom, however you want to say it. Like, you know, you'd be, it'd be great. Oh, the baby bears like sniffing the human. Oh, it's a, it's a human. Then all of a sudden it's like humans are bad. It just rips his freaking arm off. Nobody'd be upset about that. We're more concerned with the fact that you can't leave these bears alone. And you're sitting there running at them like, oh, my God, we got to take a picture. I got to get the child, bring her. My goodness. Oh, you watch that and you're like, no way. Then it does kind of make sense when they say they're from South Carolina. And you're like, yeah, okay, okay. I mean, it's still not right, but I get it. (laughs) They're from South Carolina. They're like, honey. Let's go. Get the camera. Get the kid. We're going to get a picture with the teddy bear. <laughs> it's like, whoa. What the heck? Man, you know what Darwin Awards are, right? They're people that die from stupid for stupid reasons. Like they do, like peeing on an electric fence or whatever, or, you know, trying to jump into a shark's mouth <laughs> type of thing. I don't know if anybody's ever done that on purpose. You're like, do you think I could go all the way through? Come out as b-hole? Mm, go ahead. Try it, Cletus. <laughs> That's stupid, man. I don't care who you are. That ain't all balls, all right? Man, oh, my goodness. Man, I, that's what Darwin Awards are. That's a Darwin Award. Because if you die from that, nobody's, nobody's shocked. Be like, oh, how did he die? Oh, he was trying to take a picture with some baby bears and the mom just ripped its throat out. Yeah, that, that makes sense. I mean, not a good idea, but yeah, it's not shocking. <laughs> He's kind of dumb. My voice is kind of raspy and I think it's because of the rough weekend. Like I told you, uh, you know, such a long time praising the porcelain God. My voice is a little bit more raspy. So I can say like this, I was banging your mother all weekend. You see, Junior, I banged her. <laughs> I don't. I don't. I lost track of what I was gonna say. Be like, I she. <laughs> Hello there. How's your mother? Cause I banged her last night. By the way, I gotta say this real quick, and it's because how I and it makes sense. The reason why I learned how to do the Connery voice, and even though it's not like I can go into a full, you know, onslaught of you know just a monologue of of things to say in regards to whatever using the voice of Connery to Huff 
But the way I learned how to do the voice of Connery is from the movie Highlander. Highlander is a a movie from, I believe, the early 80s. Christopher Lambert was the main character. He played a character called Connor McLeod. And I can't remember the name of the character that Sean Connery played in there, but he was playing a Spaniard, okay? A Spaniard that had no had no Spanish accent, and it was just his regular voice, his Scottish accent. <laughs> so it's just funny. And they're, so, they're sword fighters, if you don't know, and they 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 chop off their uh, their enemy's head if they're a highlander to or if they're an immortal because they live forever unless you cut their head off if you cut their head off you absorb all their energy just a wholesome family film <laughs> anyway i learned how to do connery's voice because there's a a time where Sean Connery is sword fighting one of the bad guys. And I can't remember. It's a really famous guy, a famous actor. He slices the guy's throat, but doesn't cut his head off. And then the guy's voice is like, it gets really, just really raspy and just evil sounding. And then Connery goes, I see I improved your voice. And I'm like, oh, that, that was, that's always my thing. If I'm struggling to get into the voice is all, quickly do that type of thing be like i see i improved your voice oh by the way i banged your mother last night <laughs> and like type of thing it helps me center into that now a quick before <laughs> before i move on the reason why i brought that up is because i i just saw that they're going to re bring back the franchise of highlander which they also turned that into a TV show starring Adrian Paul, who's also a fantastic swordsman. And I'm not talking about like his his junk, uh, like with an actual sword. And they're bringing back. I think they're going to do a ser- a TV series, not necessarily movies, but I'm not 100 percent on this. Guess who's going to play Connor McCloud? It's going to be. Uh, Superman, the guy that played Superman, Henry Cavill. I'm like, oh, oh, that's perfect. Perfect. And, and it has to be a TV show because if you ever watch the TV show, like you're always doing flashbacks and you can go to any time in the past and, and just remember like he was there in like say ancient Egypt or something like that. And he had a time with a Pharaoh or something, something like that. So it, it it's exciting. I just read that the other day, and I hope it's true. And it, I hope it's not just some disgusting rumor that some some jerk started. Because I loved that show. My brother and I used to watch it all the time. Then we'd go get those, you know, when when Christmas wrapping paper is done, and you have the big old long tube of cardboard. Like, my brother and I would be sword fighting, boom, 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 and I'm awful at sword fighting. I could never survive. If all of a sudden somebody's like, here's a sword, that guy has a sword, all you got to do is hit him. And I'll be like, well, I'm dead. I'm dead. Not going to happen because I I couldn't do it. My brother would always just smack me in the face. And I'd be like, 
Ow, you're such a jerk, Chris. God damn it. <laughs> anyway, so I'm excited for that. That's what we call going off the road because I saw a squirrel in a shiny piece of, you know, whatever on the, uh, over there. <laughs> I did. I did. Anyway, uh, we got more coming your way, but do you like it when somebody buys you a beer? Probably yes. Probably yes. So keep on listening. Sugar Fire in Westminster, it's my go-to barbecue place. It's off 144th and Orchard Parkway just east of, uh, of Huron. I'm going to be hanging out there every Monday night starting next week, so September 11th, with the exception of Christmas Day. I'm not going to be out there. But football's on Monday night, so I'm going to be out there eating some barbecue with you, watching football, maybe drinking some cocktails, giving away prizes, and so much fun is going to be happening at Sugar Fire in Westminster. It's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to start things off at 6 o'clock and go to about 8.30. And what's cool is, yes, that on a regular basis, they have baby back ribs, beef brisket, pulled pork, turkey, burgers, all prepared to perfection on, on a regular basis. And they have so much great food. But what's going to be cool is, starting on September 11th at 6 o'clock at Sugar Fire in Westminster, they got a special menu starting at 6 o'clock for you because you're a DeHuff Uncensored listener. So this is the, the they got some clever names for some of these. The Interception, which is uh, fresh fried tortilla chips topped with pulled pork, chili, cheese sauce, tomatoes, green onion, and sour cream. Also, they got the Hot Route. Hot Route! Hot Route! <laughs> if you know football, it makes sense. They got smoked fried chicken wings with your choice of St. Louis sweet barbecue uh, house buffalo or Thai sweet chili. They got pig skins. Get it? Pig skins. But it's potato skins with house bacon. Oh, I know Chef Clint is bringing the big guns with this one because I love potato skins. Anyway, so it's potato skins with house bacon, cheddar cheese, green onion, and sour cream. I'll probably take a, a few of those. In the pocket, smoked fried artichokes with Lemon aioli. Oh, my God. That sounds so beautiful. Or you can get fried pickles with ranch. That sounds amazing. But they also have burgers, single or double, with your choice of toppings, including bacon, fried egg, if you want to add that on there, grilled onions, all that cool stuff. They got a brisket cheesesteak, which is brisket topped with cheese sauce, which is the way to go. By the way, anybody that makes a cheesesteak, cheese sauce is the way to go. Okay? Just telling you. From experience, that's elite level. And you can get green peppers, onions on a hoagie. You got brisket dip, brisket topped with grilled onions and Swiss on a hoagie with a side of a jus for dipping. They got a five-ounce smoked salmon. Oh, I love salmon. I'm making salmon tonight. Oh, big pressure trying to keep up with Chef Clint. And then they got fried size, uh, side, excuse me, I'm all excited for this. Fries, tater tots, cheese curds, fried okra. And what's cool is some of the local breweries are going to be stopping by each Monday night, and they're giving some cool prizes to give away, including stuff like T-shirts, pint glasses, hats, koozies, and buying people beer. You're welcome. You're welcome. It's going to be a lot of fun. I cannot wait. I just got my new signs. I was so worried that they weren't going to show up on time. They showed up a week early. It's like the stars are aligning for this to happen. I can't wait. Sugar Fire in Westminster, 
is also going to have a, a discounted beer and cocktails menu just for you. This is a great way for myself and the people at Sugar Fire in Westminster to just say thank you for all that you do in life and just sit down and let us take care of you, okay? Just chillax, okay? No reservations are needed, but if you want to help with food prep, because they make everything super fresh, uh, send me a note if you're planning on coming out. You can do dehuffpodcast at gmail.com, or you can hit me up on social media at Podcast. And on Facebook, I have an event created under my Dehuff Podcast page, and you can just say you're interested or if you're going to go. And I know things happen, so at least say you're you're interested. Click on that, and then it'll pop up and remind you the day that it's happening. But it's going to be a lot of fun. Can't wait. I'm so excited. I'm so I'm nervous but excited. It's Sugar Fire in Westminster, just off 144th and Orchard Parkway. So just east of Huron, follow them on uh, on social media at Sugar Fire Westy. Sugar Fire in Westminster, reinventing barbecue every single day. Hey, why bet with the big boys this season, this football season? Instead, try your hand with the local book, Superbook Sports. This fall, Superbook is the book next door. Just a dedicated team of the best odds makers in Las Vegas, making sure you get the best prices and parlays anywhere. And now, Superbook will give you a bonus of up to $250 when you sign up and wager on the same day and use the promo code MILEHIGH. So go ahead and bet with the best and use promo code MILEHIGH this football season with Superbook Sports. Go ahead and visit Superbook.com for terms and conditions. And if you got a gambling problem, Call 1-800-GAMBLER. A woman grew a mullet longer than she is tall after going 33 years without a haircut to the back of her head. This lady set a new Guinness World Record. That's insane. Tammy Manis from Tennessee. Oh, big surprise. She's from Tennessee. <laughs> People from the South that are listening, they're like, why is he being a dick to us? First South Carolina, now Tennessee. Take a jab, you son of a bitch. Anyway, Tammy Manus from Tennessee hasn't cut the back of her hair since 1990. And in the 33 years since, it's grown to 5 feet 8 inches long. That's insane. She's 58 years old. She was inspired to start growing her hair in the 1980s when she saw a video by Till Tuesday called Voices Carry. Never even heard it. But apparently, it just had a big impact on her, and she's like, yeah, I need that. I need that in my life. The, I guess the singer had a rat tail, and she said, I really wanted one of those. A barber convinced her to cut off the rat tail in 1989, but she immediately regretted it. That's a that's a weird thing to say, because I remember when I was a kid and there is there's people with rat tails and I was just like, oh, God, it's so disgusting. And if you don't know what that is, it's kind of like a mullet, but it's just like you have a normal haircut and it's usually dudes that have this. It's like, you, you know, somewhat short all around. But then in the back, you got this odd ball, long string of hair. And you tie it up, and it looks like a rat's tail. But she decided to start growing it again on February 9th, 1990, because that's her official 
her official birthday for her hair. <laughs> she said, I've been blessed with my blessed that my hair grows and now it's the world's longest mullet and I'm very happy with it. I guess as long as you're happy. But all I can think of is like if this lady had a theme song, this is what it would be. Right? That's her song. She's a <laughs> I'm reading this and I'm like, America, fuck yeah. <laughs> That's what I thought of. But good for her. She's not hurting anybody. It's bizarre. It's really bizarre. And that's a lot of upkeep. I was reading something like she has to put in special conditioner to use so it doesn't because like I saw a picture of it and her hair, despite the fact that it's five foot eight inches long, like it looks well kept, like very, very storybook esque, I guess you could say. What is that? Um, that one character? I can't think of her name. The one with the super long hair. That's what it kind of looks like. Looks like she takes care of it. That's like her pride and joy. I mean, she she knows the birth date of her hair. <laughs> That's wild. So good for her. Like I said, she's not hurting anybody. It's bizarre. And it would be weird to be dating somebody like that. You know, because that's their thing. And, it, and you don't hear a lot of, oh, at least I have. I've never ran into somebody that's really so prideful of their hair. People take care of themselves, but nothing that is like the, the center of them. Cause that's, that's like her nucleus is, is her mullet. It's so bizarre to me. So bizarre. Have you ever met anybody like that? I saw somebody the other day that had a mullet and I'm like, Whoa, God, <laughs> that's a little jarring, but some people pull off a mullet and I'm like, it doesn't bug me. But this person, the way they did it, it was really kind of shaved on the sides, shaved, and they had dark hair. But it was just kind of like this flowing, almost like a mess just in the back. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, maybe you should take a little time on that and just, you know, sculpt it. I don't know. But it just, it didn't feel right. But then I've seen other people with mullets. And you're like, yeah, that's just them. It just yeah, oh, yeah, you do have a mole. I guess I never really thought about it type of thing. You know what I mean? There's some people that just, well, eh, not that big of a deal. I tell you what is a big deal, and I saw this, and I'm like, wow, wow. I'm having a TV issue right now. I couldn't watch the game. Couldn't find it because we switched around our our stuff, and I may have, <laughs> may have screwed myself on uh, watching sports for, for a minute. Deion Sanders in the Colorado Buffaloes shocked the world by beating 17th ranked TCU Horn Frogs at TCU. So Deion Sanders, Hall of Fame cornerback, you know, in the NFL, being a coach for the Colorado Buffaloes, a lot of eyes were on or are on this university because of Deion Sanders and the energy he brings to the table. Let's be honest. The odds were not really in their favor. I want to say, I think the I think TCU was favored to win by about twenty points, something like that. CU Buffs ended up winning. They they beat them by I want to say it was like forty five to forty two, something like that. So they got the win. Huge deal. Huge deal. 
this is national news type of thing. Like people were like, oh my God. And it's great for the university, huge for the university. Now there's a lot of people upset about that. There's a lot of people are upset about Deion Sanders and everything I can gather. They're not people actually at the university. So Westward, Denver Westward posted this little, uh, you know, static picture of Deion Sanders. It says Deion Sanders prime deal. He has a five-year contract with a base salary of $500,000 per year. Sanders will earn $1.7 million this year for, for his media appearances. He'll receive $1.5 million for development of the student-athlete. He'll receive $200,000 a year for private air travel to use while recruiting. The school will provide him with two courtesy cars or a supplemental salary in lieu of cars. He'll be subsidized for joining the Boulder County uh, Country Club and other uh, country club to promote the interests of the school. So all these people were like, this is absurd. He's just taking money away from the other programs. This is what I have to say about that. You have to spend money to make money. And this is a great example of it. He is drawing so much attention to the University of Colorado that they are going to make that money up very, very quickly. And he's also already talking about bringing back a baseball program to the University of Colorado. They haven't had that in, I want, I want to say that was the, the late 80s that they got rid of the baseball program at CU. It just wasn't generating enough money. But what happens is Colorado football program is going to make so much money that that, that spills over to the other programs and helps them build up those programs whether it's the volleyball team, basketball, you name it, they're going to help make it a bigger entity and help help them be bigger and better, whether it means that getting better uh, equipment for those um, programs as well or whatever, right? So it's a good thing. Listen, this is us looking on the outside in. There is so much that goes on behind the scenes and how that money spills over. There's a, a joke that Joel Klatt used to uh, tell. He had a some guy with the golf golf team did he, he he was he said something and Joel like picked up a, a thing of teas and he tossed it to him and he said, you're welcome because because the joke is that the football team was doing so well, that it brings in so much money, not just for the football program, but for the entire university, that it helps pay for things like tees and golf balls and clubs and whatever else, travel costs for the other programs like golf and all the other things. So it spills over. Yes, when you look at it like that, when you look at what the numbers are for Deion Sanders, it's a little shocking, but it's just like you, you don't know how the hot dogs are made, okay? This is how you make the hot dogs. And yes, it's a little jarring, but at the end, it's delicious for everybody. 
So there you go. I, I just I think it's one of those things. If he continues to win, this is going to be fantastic for the University of Colorado. And it will be even better if Deion Sanders is committed to this program. That's the one thing that worries me as just a Colorado resident is he is bringing so much attention and so much positivity towards this university and bringing it back to what it once was when Bill McCartney was here. That's he, he hasn't brought it back there yet. Okay. Let's not jump the gun, but he's, he's on that path. If he continues on this path and doesn't give up, it's it, it sky's the limit for this university and this university will become something very, very, very special. So I, I, I know people are, some people are, are pissed about it, but I just get over it. That's just how shit works. When I worked at the radio station for many, many years, KYGO was the number one station and it helped keep afloat what used to be 950 the fan, which ended up becoming 1043 the fan. But they were doing so well in sales that it was propping up the other stations that weren't. And at the time, for a brief time, the fan wasn't making that much money. And we were the, you know, little you know, little brother that just was along for the ride and wasn't pulling its weight. And KYGO walked around and God, they let us know too. But then one day the ratings system changed and it went from a diary system to an actual pager system that actually monitors what people are really listening to. And guess what happened? Things flip-flopped and guess who became the dominant within the company it was 104.3 The Fan, and it goes from us being this little bastard <laughs> little brother that didn't do anything to now we were raking in the, the dough, and then they were having trouble, and we lifted them up. It's the same kind of concept, but in, in the sense of you're one team. Yes, you got football program. You got all these other programs and stuff like that. Ultimately, at the end of the day, it's everybody's on the same team. Now, that being said, the spoils, more of the spoils will go to the football program because they need to keep that running smoothly and need to make it elite. So it is what it is. It's it's kind of weird, but maybe that's it happened to you in your industry where either you you yourself and your cluster that you're in is dominant and you're kind of supporting all these other things around you or maybe you've been on the other end where your your entity your your cluster isn't pulling its weight meaning like financially pulling your weight you could be busting your ass it just the numbers aren't rolling in in your favor but sometimes that stuff happens and you just got to remember it's a collective team it's a, a you're one big unit that's a big unit <laughs> Whoa, my God, look at that thing. Anyway, by the way, I got I got to say this about the CU Buffs real quick. Did you see Travis Hunter? He's playing Iron Man football. He's playing both offense and defense and kicking ass at both. It's insane. Dude, like that's awesome. 
People are now granted. It's mostly people in, in Colorado that are saying, putting him in like, Hey, Heisman candidate right there. And let's be honest. If he continues like that, yes, absolutely. He should be a shoe in to win it. If he plays like this every single game where he just has a dominant performance as a receiver and even a great performance as a DB, there's no reason why he he can't be the Heisman Trophy winner. We'll see. He should be, but he has to continue down that, that path. By the way, I will say this. This is exciting. The... The CU Buffs will be taking on the Nebraska Cornhuskers. Not really a, a, a rivalry, but it kind of is. But Coach Prime, or Deion Sanders, is going to be running behind Ralphie for the first time, and that's going to be exciting. That place is going to be nutty. Folsom Field is going to explode. If you're not into the CU Buffs, start staring at them because you're going to be taken by them and they're just so ex- they're going to be exciting. As long as they keep doing this, they are something special. We could be watching something special. But if it's just a one game fluke, that's going to be very saddening for the franchise, for the the university, excuse me. So, there's a lot of pressure on them to keep this ball rolling. You can't sit Sit back and go. Yeah, we we beat number seventeenth ranked, uh, you know TCU. We're good. No, you go out there and you freaking lay the wood on Nebraska each week. Your goal is to dominate. I will say this: one thing that bugs the crap out of me about college football is the high scoring. It and so Colorado needs to tighten up their defense. Get better at defense, and this could be a very dangerous football team. Hey, thank you guys so much for listening. I know I went on a little bit long with the CU thing, but I I do appreciate all of you guys for holding on and listening. Hopefully you have a great day. Don't forget, put it on your calendar. September 11th, 6 o'clock, we're going to Sugar Fire. I'm going to have some prizes for you, some amazing food, because Sugar Fire is coming out with a special menu not just with food, but with uh, cocktails and beers. So it's going to be a lot of fun. Like I said, there's going to be prizes. It's going to be great. Can't wait. Again, that's going to be on 144th, just east of Huron, on the south side of 144th, Sugar Fire in Westminster. Also, check out Superbook Sports Colorado. Don't forget to use that promo code MILEHIGH. It's to huff uncensored. I appreciate each and every one of you. I do. I do. If you're going to be drinking today, don't be an idiot like me. Check the alcohol content on there so you don't have like one of these moments where you're just like, I need to go to the bathroom right now. It's coming. Clear the way. Oh, that was embarrassing. Thankfully, I didn't do that in front of anybody, but geez. (laughs) My wife's all, hey, where have you been? Be like, I don't want to talk about it. (laughs) And she's like, you're an idiot. (laughs) <laughs> I can't disagree with you, honey. I can't. Anyway, it's to Huff Uncensored. Let's keep moving forward. I'll talk to you next time.